everyone. You're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. I hold in my hand a mirror, and I've got a question about a mirror. Does God ever look in a mirror? That's the question. Does God ever look in the mirror? We look in mirrors, don't we? We look at mirrors all the time. I read a study recently. It was out, I don't know, about four years ago. And it was researching the vanity of men and women. And it talked about how often men and women look at themselves in mirrors. It said that the average woman looks at herself in a mirror 16 times a day. 16 times a day, ladies. The study said the average man looks at himself in the mirror 23 times a day. When I read that, I said to myself, there's no way that's true. So I researched the research, and sure enough, that's what research revealed. It went on to say, when women look at themselves, they focus on their body parts they're self-conscious of. It said when men look at themselves, it said they admire themselves, especially their arms. Ladies, we are so self-unaware. You have no idea. I am going to talk to you about a mirror because that's why we're here. A mirror. And that's right. The, the essence of why you're here and I'm on planet Earth is this thing right here. I mean, it's a metaphor. It's an illustration. We're here to mirror the glory of God. Let me say that again. We're here to, to mirror the majesty of our maker. We're here to glorify God. So if your purpose does not start with God, if my purpose does not start with the Lord, I'll never understand myself. I'll never understand life. You'll never understand yourself and you'll never understand life. No wonder so many people are so clueless. The prophet Isaiah said in Isaiah chapter 43, verse seven, everyone who is called by my name, who I have created for my, let's say it together, glory. The word glory is pronounced in the Hebrew. You're probably wondering, I wonder what the Hebrew word is for glory. You probably were thinking about that over your morning coffee. Well, it's pronounced kebab. It means heaviness. It means weightiness. You might hear someone say, man, that's heavy, man. That's weighty. That's what it means when we hear the term glory. Glory. God is glory. It's interesting how God unfolded the story of his glory. Throughout the pages of Scripture, we see that God is a God of glory. It is something he is. God's glory is intrinsic. It's self-generating. He doesn't have to get glory from you or me. He doesn't have to get glory from something outside 
himself or someone outside himself. He is glory. We might have nicknames for people. We have nicknames for celebrities, nicknames for our friends, maybe nicknames for our parents. If God had a nickname, glory. Glory. Glory is who God is. So what cold is to ice, what sweet is to sugar, glory is to God. I mean, ice doesn't look for cold. Let me find some cold. Sugar doesn't look for sweet. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, let me get some sweet. It's just, it's just a part of it. God doesn't search for glory. It's who he is. So he doesn't need your glory or mine. He doesn't need fellowship's glory. He doesn't need worship songs. He doesn't need your tithe. He doesn't, some are going great. He doesn't need, he doesn't need me to serve or to preach. God is glory. I'm talking about the isness of God. The Bible says we're made, check this out now, to glorify God, right? To reflect him in everything we do, say, touch and feel, because God glorifies God in everything he does, says, touches and feels. So we glorify God. We have a moment in our lives, because we have a freedom of choice, to say, okay, God, I am going to give my life to you. God remakes and remolds our mirrors because our mirrors are cracked because of sin. The Bible says, and I'm gonna give you a lot of scripture here, just write it down, Romans 3, 23, for the, what was it say? For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So the, 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 the sin guts the glory of God. You're a sinner, I'm a sinner, everybody's a sin, sin, sinner. Are you following me? So we come to a point where we give our lives to Christ, our mirrors are, are, are refinished, they're refurbished. Then we reflect the glory of God. Say, reflect with me. So we either have a choice, either we reflect the glory of God or deflect the glory of God. But those of us who follow Christ say, okay, I'm going to reflect the glory of God. So we live our lives. Then the Bible says we die. And the Bible also says that everybody I'm giving you the unfolding story of God's glory. The Bible says everybody will glorify God. You mean everybody? That's right. You mean atheists? That's right. You mean hellions? That's right. Everybody's gonna glorify God. Now, those of us who made the decision to glorify God, we leave this earth because we glorified him and we have, get ready to clap, new glorified bodies. All right. And we move into glory and heaven is a place that'll take us forever to comprehend the glory of God. But our human bodies, they would fry. We're too frail. Our bodies can't take the glory of God. That's why we have glorified bodies. And heaven is called glory. Are you with me? Are you tracking with me? All right, okay, okay, I got you. Now, those who take their mirror and never turn it to God, those who look at themselves, which we were all in that condition one day, right? Oh yeah, it's about me. 
Yeah, starts with me. Those people had opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to glorify God. They said no. Yet when they die, those people who don't know the Lord, they'll glorify God. It'll be the last view they have of God, but they will glorify God then because they made the choice they'll go to hell for the rest of eternity. Lost people cannot see God, but they can see God's glory reflected in your life and mine. God's glory, I want you to notice this. I'll say it again, it's intrinsic. It's who he is. It doesn't give out. God doesn't have a beginning or ending. He doesn't need it from somewhere else. His glory is also independent. And the independent nature is everything, every bit of glory that we have comes from outside of ourselves. In other words, it's, it's something that we obtain. The glory of God, he just contains glory. I mean, no one poured it into his life. He just is glory. Now, I gotta, I gotta brag. I gotta brag. One time I was uh, sitting in the parking lot, I hear cell phone, boom. I'm like, what number's that? You know, what is that? Answer it. This lady goes, hi, are you at Young Pastor Fellowship Church? I go, yeah. She goes, I represent Bono from U2 and he would like to have coffee with you Thursday at four o'clock. Somebody help me out. Bono, I'm not making this up. That's all you got? Bono! He's my favorite rock and roll singer. I was freaking out. I'm going, there's no way Bono wants to have coffee with me. She goes, with you and just a couple of people. I said, how many people? She goes, like three. I go, let me check my calendar. Yes, I'll be there. So I showed up. Hashtag humbled, hashtag blessed. The blessed life, favor of God. I'll come back to that in a second. I'm telling you, man, I gave Bono glory because Bono is like, in my opinion, the best. He's Bono, billionaire Bono. In the name of love. Is that pretty good? Bono's a short little guy. And I was right there next to him, a few people sipping strong coffee for an hour and a half. And I'll never forget this. I'm a very detailed person. He had all this dirt under his fingernails. <laughs> kind of nasal hair. I'm like, man, brother, come on. But anyway, it's Bono. Who cares about that, you know? <laughs> what more in the name of love? So I was thinking to myself, man, you are the man, Bono. All of his talent, though, one day will go back in the box. I mean, he just has... I just glorify him. We'll glorify someone like Bono for just a couple of little areas. He's not totally full of glory, but just he can sing and, you know, he can lead and all that, right? That's about it. But one day, his voice is going to fail. One day, he'll get wrinkled. One day, his hair transplants will fall out and he will go to the box and his glory will go in the box with him. Let's just be honest here. You know, you know I'm talking to you. You know this is right. It's from the Bible, man. 
God's a God of glory. And I gotta ask you, are you glorifying God? I mean, when you wake up, are you reflecting the net effect of his nature? Are you reflecting his actions and activities and attributes? By the way you look at that girl, by the way you conduct yourself in business, by your language, by the way you treat your spouse, by the, by the way you parent your kid. Everything we do should be glory. We're have a, we have a glorifier in us and we have an opportunity to reflect the glory of God. The book of Genesis, the Bible says we're made in the image of God. We're not animals, we're not spawning salmon, we're not dogs in heat. They might tell you that in biology class, but that's not true. We're the crown of God's creation. We're unique, we're one of a kind. We're made in the likeness of God. We're made for the glory of God. Genesis chapter one, verse 26 says this. Then God said, let us, us, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, three and one, one and three, the Trinity, and we are Trinities, body, soul, and spirit. That's a whole nother message. Let us make man in our what? In our what? Image. There, there's the image again, according to our likeness. So we reflect, bounce off, bounce back to God, the majesty of his being. And Adam and Eve did that perfectly. We have a freedom of choice. They dropped the ball. The mirror was marred. And again, as I said earlier, they gutted the glory of God. They had a chance, but they blew it. God, though, here's how glorious God is. So God's glory is intrinsic. It's not like Bono, maybe like, okay, I can glorify him in one or two areas. It's not obtained from something outside of him. It's contained. It's who he is. So it's intrinsic. He doesn't need your glory or mine. It's intrinsic. It's also independent it's the isness of God, the godness of God, and it's invitational. God loves you and me so much. He wants us to reflect the brilliant blaze of his being and his attributes. But let me say something that's gonna mess you up right now. The chief quality of God is not love. Hello, you might have been taught that. If you've taught that, that's not Bible. Oh, there's a lot of churches around here. Oh, God's a God of love. He is, but that's not the first thing about him. Love does not define God. God defines love. God is glory. And he has many, 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 many attributes. One, of course, being grace and being love, but that's not his chief attribute. We're gonna find out his chief attribute is holiness. And we don't hear a lot of preaching or teaching about holiness. Oh, I'm gonna talk about grace and mercy and favor and the blessed life. Well, Adam and Eve messed up, what did God do? Because God loves the world so much, he started revealing his glory. Exodus chapter 3, 13 and 15, 
They'll put it behind me on view of verse. You can read it while I tell you the whole deal. Basically, Mo was having a conversation with God. And Mo, I'm talking about Moses, Moses' nickname. Mo goes, I'm, okay, I, I'm, and he stuttered. <laughs> and, and, and it shows you, even though you can be inadequate, we're all inadequate, God can use you and wants to use you no matter who you are, where you are, no matter what your deficiencies, God will use you and wants to use you. So Moses was like, all right, I go to all these people. I talk to Pharaoh. What do I say, God? I say like, I mean, who, who, who's sending me? Tell them I am sent you. So he's talking about the nature and his character because he wanted Moses to know, hey, Moses, I exist. I want you to be energized. I want you to be blown away because I exist. The isness of God, the godness of God. So he's revealing himself. So you see his nature and his name. And you're going to see too how it's tied in to glory. Because from there, the glory cloud, as it guided the Israelites, God's people, you see and you know that the reason you have the whole exodus is for the glory, the Bible says, of the name of God. That's, that's the reason. You have God coming down into the tabernacle, God coming down into the temple, and then ultimately, the full manifestation of God in the person of Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ has so much glory in him. On the Mount of Transfiguration, John chapter 17, you've got Moses there, Moses back, and Mo represents the law. You've got Elijah. Elijah represents the prophets. And you got Jesus and the glory. So the more I walk with Jesus, the more I'm going to have glory. I have a glorifier in my life. And I'm made to mirror the majesty of my maker, to to reveal, to reflect, not deflect, to reflect the nature and the character of God. What kind of reflection are you giving people right now? Could your mirror be cracked because of anger? Because of temper? Because of freaky feelings? Are they seeing a cracked mirror? Is your mirror foggy because of lust and sexual immorality? So you're saying you're following the Lord and living the life, but you're sleeping with someone outside the marriage bed. Well, that math doesn't work. How about maybe your mirror is all bedazzled and it's all decorated, you know, because you think it's about fame and fortune and success. And I, I don't know about you, but I like a BLT. You, do you like a BLT sandwich? Anybody? I might have one for lunch. I love those things. They're not the healthiest thing, but check this out. 1 Corinthians 10, 31. See, I had a reason for going crazy on you for a second. Whatever you do. And this whole verse says, whatever you drink and eat, do it all for the? Let's clap on that. That was good. That was good. So I like BLTs, and a lot of us only worship God. I've done this before. We only want to give God glory if he's blessing us. Oh, the blessed life. 
Really? The blessed life, that's it? You've gotta be kidding me. The blessed life, that's not, I mean, blessings. The other day I was running in my neighborhood and, and, and the speed limit is 30 on this road and I'm running down the road. I usually run like five minute miles. As I'm running, <laughs> this expensive SUV is flying. I mean, like right toward me. And I'm thinking, what's this car doing? But this was the quintessential Texas woman, bleach blonde hair. She was flying, and this, who knows how expensive this SUV was. And as I looked, in a nanosecond, she was like. She hadn't seen me yet. So I'm thinking to myself, man, I got a choice to make. So I jumped into the ditch, and I glanced, and on her license plate it said, Blessed. You know she is, I guess. She has a really nice car. <laughs> and sometimes I've glorified God. Okay, God, I'm blessed, and, and you've taken care of me, or given me this, or I've made this amount of money on something, or blah, 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 blah. The blessed life, the blessed life, the blessed life. That's good. Worship God, glorify God because you're blessed. B, L, how about, God, you love me. You're all about love and grace and mercy and kindness. You love me, you love me, you love me. It's all about love. I can live like hell, but you love me. Love, love, love. Love covers a multitude of sins. Love, love, love. God, you love me. Love, love. Now, don't talk about, I don't want to hear about your judgment. I don't want to hear about your condemnation. I don't want to hear about your holiness. I don't want to hear about your glory, but... I just love you. And there's a lot of churches. It's all about love. Oh, I like that church. It's about love. Sorry, no cigar. BLT. You got to take care. Take care of me. So God, if you take care of me. I mean, my mom was sick. And I prayed, Lord, and she came out of the hospital. Woo! I'm going to glorify you now. But I prayed for my mom to, 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 to be healed for three years as she suffered as she died. That's me. What do you do about that? That's not the blessed life. That's not your best life now. That's not faith. What do you do when your mom dies a hellacious death? What do you do? Oh, God loves me. Sorry, it's not enough. God blesses me. Really? That's the blessing? You're not that shallow, are you? I'm not. At the end of the hunt, God take care of me. At the end of the hunt, there's a bigger net out there called the glory of God. I don't understand it all. I don't get it all. You don't either. God, though, is going to get glory. It doesn't mean I don't pray for healing. It doesn't mean I don't pray for blessings. It doesn't mean, somebody help me, it doesn't mean I don't pray for love. It doesn't mean I don't pray that God will take care of my loved ones, but the overarching, giant, massive net is the glory of God. We're made for the glory of God. So every moment of every day, there is a reason to give glory to God, to worship God, because He is. Do you understand that? 
I don't really. It'll take us forever to really get that. But I gotta leave you with one more question. Does God look in a mirror? Yeah, he does. And that mirror is you. Thank you for listening. And thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can continue this show and equip people with the hope of heaven. You can click the link in the description to support the show or visit edyoung.com. There you can also be resourced with bonus content for free, including a daily devotional. We also encourage you to share the message today with those around you. Thank you again for listening. God bless.